infinity. What the and beyond. <laughs> I know we need an intro, but that that was that was the intro. That was the intro. Okay, good, good, good. Welcome I'm back good. to the long take with us. We're back. Yeah. With more summer movies. Yeah, they're getting worse. <laughs> they're getting worse. <laughs> You're right. We did. We start. Well, we started out on such a high. We. Oh my god. Yeah. But like, wait, wait. It's just like when you think about summer 2019. God, summer 2019 was so good. Summer 19 was just that was insane. Such a good, was that the last Mission Impossible? I think. Yeah, that was the last Mission Impossible. Toy Story 4 was that summer as well. Endgame was that summer. Endgame was that summer. Yeah. yeah that was a good summer. That was such a fucking Spider-Man good Far From Home when they Spider-Man had the Man J- Far- You're right. The J.K. Simmons last credit scene, yeah. which was amazing. I still have problems with that movie, but I mean, it was fun. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> I, wasn't there, and there was also like, was it Skyscraper with The Rock came out? I oh, think. yeah, yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. Which I didn't see it, but it made a shit ton of money. It made a lot of money. But that year was really good. Best box office the, all time. That was, yeah, the best box office. Granted, it movie. was pre-COVID. It was, and and it was completely bolstered up by Movie Pass. Yeah. <laughs> which was the best summer ever the while best, it lasted. <laughs> the most incredible business model that has ever existed in cinema. We That's pay a, you money to go to a theater Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. Cool. Thank you. Let me say though that MoviePass had one of the worst UIs I've ever used in my life. Oh my god, it was so bad. But hey, ten bucks a month to see unlimited movies. Nuts. I Great. will take that. Right now, I'm paying ten bucks a month for Cinemark Movie Club, which is nothing. <laughs> it's literally the worst. Cinemark- no, no, it's not because you actually get things back. <laughs> Marcus Theaters has nothing. Okay, I, I don't actually. I'm not actually a a rewards member I just have the little card and I get the uh, points nice but did you get a free popcorn last time no no that sucks I got points I think hey let's go my entire family now uses my movie club rewards to get 20% off snacks or whatever and no online fees and stuff like that so I end up having to like one time one of my friends he was like I want to take my parents and my grandparents and my aunts and uncles and my cousins to go see Top Gun Maverick and they bought like 20 tickets hell yeah <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> on my account. Okay, okay. Look, here's the thing. The 20% off on like food though, mm-hmm. that's, I think that's actually just a really smart on like business choice for them yeah. though because that's where they make all their money. That's where they make all the money, dude. That's where they make all of their money. Like, like, what's the overhead cost of a soda? Like a large soda is no, like, it's like, like nothing. 20 cents and no, they charge that's, $6. So yeah, literally a soda is where they make, where like any chain makes mm-hmm. the majority of their money. That's um, why, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that I do this, but let's just say hypothetically, I had big pockets and I put a drink in my pocket. Let's just say hypothetically, I did that. You are taking money. I know. Out of the theater's pockets. You're right. And I'm killing the theaters. You're killing the theaters. Dude, I'm one of the people that goes to movies every week. You're the, <laughs> you're the, the you theaters. are the anti-movie pass. Well, you're right. Yeah. You're right. <sighs> but we, we did see Lightyear and while... You know, this movie came out, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't really know what it was going to be. I had no clue. I didn't really, I watched the trailers before the movies. I still remember the meme that was after Troy Kotzer won his Oscar, Chris Evans shows up, and he's like, hey, Troy Kotzer, nice job on your performance. (laughs) By the way, here's the new trailer for Lightyear. Which was like the stupidest shit I've ever seen. They're so sensitive to yeah. to the big moments, aren't they? Yeah, it was 
so funny though. You know what? Chris Evans seems like a really cool dude. I want to meet him. That dude just—he always is the one who has to do the dumbest shit. I yeah, think. he is. Like he was. There's like the clip from him in Spider-Man: Home. He's like, "So you got detention?" <laughs> like, no, that's literally exactly what. Like, it's the same tone. Maybe yeah. he. Maybe he's self-aware to an extent. He that'd probably be, is. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we saw Lightyear, which uh, is a Pixar film. It came out. We both really like Pixar, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we did. But I, going into this one, it, I, I was hesitant to say yeah. the least. Um, I thought it was going to be bad. I thought it was going to be just bad. I thought it was going to be Cars 2. <laughs> I didn't think I, it was going to be Cars 2. I thought it was going to be Cars I thought it was going to be like Cars 3, which was still bad, but not as bad. It's probably closer to Cars 3. Yeah. I think it's closer to Cars 1, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. That's where I would put it. Yeah, I got more invested in Cars 1. But it's Owen Wilson. It's like, ka-chow. <laughs> ka-chow. Oh, wow. Ka-chow. Uh, I, I do love Larry the Cable Guy as <laughs> And that is the movie that introduced. Okay, but like, uh, okay, we, we, we should get into like our, yeah. our thing first. But like, I have I have reasons behind my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. I'll go first then. Um, yeah, I thought this movie was not going to be good because I had heard just... I heard bad things. Yeah, pretty much. Going in. I was like... I heard that it was just like, you know, boring and it was like ruined Toy Story and all that sort of thing. And that's what I heard is it was just like boring and not well, good. You sound very excited about it. I, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, yeah. I heard it was just boring and I was like... Well, it's only hour 45. It's not like it was Jurassic World Dominion, which is two and a half hours. And let me, we said it's going downhill. This was not as bad as Jurassic World Dominion. It, oh, it, it's oh, miles. It's so like space miles better. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> you avoided saying the title of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's light years better. Okay. It was way better than, than uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Than Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. Which, not a high bar. It's not. A, <laughs> it's not. No. <laughs> it's comparing a, like a good piece of food, like a banana or something that's like, oh, I would eat that, right? To like yeah. the most rotten banana that like is smashed and you found on the side of the road. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'll eat the good banana, I guess. Yeah. But it's not like banana bread, right? You yeah, know? but some people really do love that smashed banana on the ground for some <laughs> reason. Because they paid good money for it. That's why. This uh, analogy's going off the deep end. But yeah, okay, yeah, a little bit. To be fair, this was probably the best example of a okay movie. Like it, it was fine. Yeah. Like, like it, it yeah. was it was it was not boring. I was not bored. Like I really wasn't that bored. Okay. I thought it was boring sometimes, but it wasn't that boring. It was only hour 45, which was fine. But uh, like, it's just really safe, which is not Pixar for me. That's the main thing. It felt like a really safe movie. Like, it didn't mm. feel like this was Buzz Lightyear, the movie, right? It did yeah. not feel like that. What it felt like is it felt like generic space movie four. That that was with a mix of uh like Revenge of the Nerds basically yeah, and that that was that was the movie um that's pretty good so, yeah, that's a good way to put it yeah and and it, it just was very very much a B tier Pixar movie like something along the lines of like Monsters University right yeah where I I I like that movie more than other people maybe it's just because I'm super nostalgic for Monsters Inc 
and I like Mike Wazowski, but it's not like great by any means. It's really generic and it's just a Revenge of the Nerds plotline. It's similar with this one yeah. um, where it was just kind of okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. So, so this movie starts out with the most hasty opening credit scroll that yeah. you've ever seen, which is in 1995, a young child named Andy saw a film starring Buzz Lightyear that made him buy a Buzz Lightyear action fi- or that made his parents get him a Buzz Lightyear action figure. This is that movie. And after I saw this, I was like, wow, Andy has really terrible taste. <laughs> it's a kid's movie. <laughs> wow. He was like seven. He has like terrible taste in movies. He was like a seven year old kid. You know, he saw this movie and he's like, I need a Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that wow. is not the character that I would want a toy of after uh, this movie. No, not even kind Not of. even, because Buzz Lightyear kind of... Buzz just, Lightyear is kind of like the most boring. Oh, he's so boring, man. Like, he's like the most boring character in this movie. Okay, yeah. So like, the, again, kind of all like around the same with you. Like this is such a generic movie. Like if you take Buzz Lightyear out of this movie and then just make it like what it is, it's it's not going to do anything. It's gonna it's so bad. If Buzz Lightyear is not in this movie, I think it is like I actually I I think it even is like way worse than than I currently even think about it. Yeah, like it could have been Bebo the astronaut, right? And Seriously, it wouldn't have mattered. It, like yeah. there is n- nothing special about anything in this movie except for the fact that it has Buzz Lightyear. That is the only draw to get people into the box office. Pretty much. Yeah. And and like Pixar's name. That's it. Yeah. And that makes me really sad, right? Uh, because this was their first theatrical re- release since Toy Story 4. Oh my god! Uh, no, no, no. Onward came out, but it doesn't count because that was literally in March of 2020. I don't count that. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. But this was their first theatrical release. They didn't release Turning Red in theaters, which is a travesty in my opinion. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I was just... Turning Red was way better than this. Oh, it was way better. It Turning was Red was way like better. way better than this. Yeah. I just, I'm, I was more disappointed than like, this was a bad movie. Because it wasn't like, it wasn't horrible. Like, it wasn't nah. the worst thing I've ever seen. I think it was genuinely entertaining at a lot of points. Um, and one thing that we both agree on, I think, is that the animation in this movie was Oh my God. Beautiful. It's still, like... That yeah, that I can never hate on Pixar for. No matter how bad the story is, um, and it's usually not like mm-hmm. it's usually pretty freaking great. I mean, they did. It's not like they ran out of ideas. Like Turning Red, I thought was very unique. And yeah, then no. they did Soul two years ago, which was such so good. And such so made me cry. Beautiful yeah. movie. Um, yeah, no, it's not like they're running out of ideas. Um, but the one thing Pixar never fails to do is just have impeccable animation. It kind of, that was actually so my, one of my only like criticisms, like major Turning criticism Red. for for Turning Red. It was like it was not up to snuff with the rest of, of Pixar. Yeah, right. Even like, Luca looked super super nice. Yeah. It looked nicer than Turning Red. But yeah, um, I yeah. think it's mostly. I know, like I've always liked the character design and the. It, that's just mm. Toy Story universe. Yeah, the character design, like the Toy Story style, so good. Yeah. so crisp really really good every time but um it's mostly for me the lighting that they use they have gotten animating light down to a science yeah 
like especially oh. in like a space movie right yeah the lighting and stuff is really important because you have all these planets you have stars you have all, uh, like lights and electronics and all that sort of stuff the way that they design it and the way that it's super meticulous it's really really good and they know what to highlight they mm-hmm. really know what to highlight yeah both for children and for adults right like people are going to be able to see wow this is really photorealistic or beautiful and it like mm-hmm. fits the art style super well but then like the kids are like ooh pretty colors right which helps <laughs> on that end too yeah right? do you think wally did it better uh I feel like that's it's hard to compete with that, right? I'm by bi- I'm way biased towards it because Wally got Roger Deakins to You're right, assist they on it. Did. Wally Wally is like visual poetry though, man. Wally is <laughs> Wally is one of the most visually spectacular movies you can watch. You, like, you can see is, period, right? Like animated or not, right? Yeah, oh, it is visually it's so amazing. Like I think a top three movie, right? <laughs> like of all time. Oh, okay. Lawrence of Arabia, Wally, like yeah. you keep it okay, okay, fine. Okay. I mean Seriously, it's no, it's really fucking good. Like I put, I think Wally is probably, I think for v- pure visuals and like animation, um, it might be m- like the my favorite mm-hmm. for just like how it like the aesthetic and and the look and especially the lighting. It's the m- most well lit animated yeah. movie you've ever seen. Absolutely. But this um, was oh no, but anyway, but Pixar like took lessons from that, I guess, and then incorporated them here because this they really thing do. was awesome. And it's easy to take for granted all the animation that we get. Yeah. Um now we have really, really well animated films, right? We have Lightyear that looked really, really good. Pixar always brings it, except for I guess for All the Illumination movies. <laughs> 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 yeah, for, can't wait for Minions, The Rise of Gru, which Shrek. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. Shrek, I guess. Yeah, right. No, um, no, no. Really. <laughs> Fine. No, okay. No. no, Shrek is a marvel of writing. It is. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, um, yeah, anyway. But like Encanto even looked really, really, really good in terms of animation. The, and we're getting a lot of hand-drawn stuff that looks good. Disney and, is still the king of... of um, 3D animation, especially now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you look at a DreamWorks movie and you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> <No>. this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Disney, Disney is the king. Hand drawn can still go to Japan. No. Oh. Although they haven't done it in a while, but like, yeah. I hand- mean, there have been some really, really nice um, films that came out. There was one that came out last year called Bell that was like beautiful and it was hand drawn. It looked so good. That I was out haven't of seen Princess Mononoke. I really want to. You should. A Silent Voice. Have you seen that? No. Uh, it's on Netflix. You should see it. It's really good. Yeah, okay. Is, yeah. Is it, it's out of Japan. It's an it's anime movie. I it's don't... Like, really th- this is why I think, like, I think for 3D, you just can't even compete with Disney anymore. No, you I just can't. Don't, I just don't even know. Like, if you're trying to be, art, like, artistic, like, with your animation style, if you're just trying to tell, like, an anime movie to make money, which is what most studios are doing, yeah. that's that's fine. To, then, like, yeah, go make your 3D movie. Probably going to be easier to animate. Yeah. But, like, if you want to do something actually artistic, the only way to compete with Disney, like, on that level is to do hand-drawn, hand-drawn at this point. Hand-drawn, exactly, right? Because you're yeah. just not going to get as good as you're not. the people at Pixar and Walt Disney Animations. You're just, you're just not going to do it. It's their... They are... I wouldn't even be surprised if they're just paid better than everyone yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's... It is their premier division for a reason. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I don't know. Marvel's taken over in terms of money in terms of in terms of money but yeah. like 
it's, but ter- in, terms in terms of, quality, of in terms of quality, Disney yeah. will always focus on animation. They really will, and I feel like they've also stepped it up a lot. Other than Frozen Two, right? I mean, ever since, I mean, seriously, like it goes all the way back to Disney Renaissance. Like yeah. ever since the um, late eighty, like eighty nine with Little Mermaid. Okay, we did get some shit though. Like we get, no, we got the range. We, <laughs> that was a bad movie. A bad movie. <laughs> that was in the early 2000s. Defend yourself. <laughs> De- right now. Defend myself. There was a yodeling villain. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was so bad, man. Home, home, no, home on the range. so home, bad. Home, home and look, I love The Emperor's New Groove. I really like that movie. Oh, come movie. on. Really Are like- you about to shit on The Emperor's New Groove? <laughs> You can't tell me that no, that is as good shitty. as freaking Beauty and the Beast. No, you can't it's, tell me that. It's not. They had a stretch not. of shit. They and had Enchanted came out and it was absolutely amazing, incredible. I think that's the most underrated movie of all time. Ever yeah, but okay. also, but 2001, <laughs> they also put out The Lion King one and a half. Oh, that is, which under- is that movie did not do well critically. And I do not understand I don't it. get it. That would be so, it. maybe it's because the entire movie is just picking back on, <laughs> on The Lion King. And I like, think that movie is hilarious. It's, I think it's actually like the mo. It's like Deadpool level meta. Yeah, in like a Disney movie, and I think that's actually being awesome. High key, the best direct to video, direct to DVD movie. Oh, ever. easily ever. It's so good. Oh, also, did you ever play the? Uh, did you get the DVD then? Yeah. Oh, did you go into the games? Yes. Oh my god. Oh, the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so funny. I and like they actually got. <laughs> Thank God. Marav- yeah, Piera. <laughs> it's so good. It's so great. And and the other thing, I it, also uh, nostalgia for me with Lion King. One of the half is like we used to watch it on our like mini DVD player in the oh, car yeah. on car rides or whatever. It was fun. Ah, uh, okay. But, sorry, we'll talk about like tangents. Tangents. Look, they're gonna nostalgia. be the death. They're gonna be the death of this podcast. They will. But but the honestly, if I'm. If I'm being completely honest, the that is the best thing that I can say about Lightyear is it's just the animation. And granted, it's very, very good. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. But but okay, but like all of those movies that we just mentioned, even freaking Home on the Range. <laughs> yeah. Those at least had like something of a personality. Mm-hmm. I don't think this movie has any personality. No, it is like it just feels like space movie four. That's yeah, what no, it does. seriously. There's nothing exciting about Lightyear. Oh, wait. There is one other thing that is exciting that is the best thing about this movie. You're right. Which is the non-human companion character, Socks. Now, I think in every review I've listened to or read or seen, everyone has been like, Socks is the best part. And I thought I was going to be like, another one of these stupid like characters. Because normally, I don't like them. I think Olaf is stupid. I think the minions are the stupidest, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know... Wait, what were those little bird things from uh, from uh, the the Last Jedi? Oh my God, P- Porgs! Yeah, oh yeah, I, li- I like those. They're they're those, they're okay. They're pretty intelligent. They were intelligent, right? Yeah, you know. I even am not the biggest fan of the Ewoks. I know I'm gonna get killed for that, but I'm not the biggest fan of the Ewoks. Yeah, I, I'm I just don't a- like them. I'm also not actually a fan of Porgs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually a fan of Porgs. I don't like. Chewbacca that much either, which I'm also gonna get killed for that. I'm sorry. Okay, that one you will get killed for. I know. I'm sorry. Chewbacca, you- Chewbacca is the best bro in all of cinema. <laughs> I don't like it. Chewbacca. Okay, if you walk into somewhere and like some person is gonna like come up to you and like swing, like shoot a gun at you, 
Chewbacca doesn't even doesn't question it. He'll go rip the guy's arms off. Maybe it's just because I didn't like Solo. I really didn't like Solo. Okay, that's okay <laughs> to not like Solo. Don't take it out on Chewbacca. Okay, fine. Okay, Chewbacca, best best bromance in all of cinema. Fine, is Han and Chewbacca. I'll say my other Star Wars hot take. I don't like R two. Yeah. <laughs> I just not like I, I just like to think that R two is always cursing. You're right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's just always cursing. That's all I think. That's true, but I'm not a huge fan of him. Socks though, socks. Who's, for the, who's the cat? Yeah, he is just amazing. Yeah, he's so great. It's almost like socks has personality. He has a personality, and that's like that's why people like him a, a lot. Li- a right? likable one. Like Taika yeah. Waititi in this movie doesn't even have a likable personality. No, and he's Taika freaking Waititi. He, like you just point a camera at the guy, and then he's like, um, yeah, and then he just spits out beautiful things. Like the Taika Waititi's character had more lines in this movie than freaking Korg in Thor Ragnarok. But oh why God. do I remember Korg so much more? Right? Because they just thought Taika could be Taika. Exactly. Well, well, not they. Taika Waititi because <laughs> he directed the freaking <laughs> probably probably that. How could he had more char- character as Hitler? <laughs> I was just listening. I was just listening to an interview with like Taika Waititi um, before, like earlier yeah. this week, and then he's like, "Well, I see, <laughs> well, I see compliments as boomerangs, so I'm gonna throw it right back at you." <laughs> and it's like all you need to do is like point a mic at the guy. Also, it's like awesome. He says shit like this, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, he played Hitler." <laughs> he was such a funny Hitler. Oh though. oh my god. No one else could have played Hitler in that movie. If anyone else could have done it, the only person I can think of is like Jim Carrey. If Jim Carrey played Hitler, Jack so. Jack Black. Oh, Jack! If Jack Black was Hitler, but I don't think he would have done that. Um, no, but, he's too. Kid but Taika Waititi, like, yeah. No, but they made him not funny. Yeah, they made him not funny. They just made, made him incompetent, right? They made Kiki Palmer like not fun. Yeah, and like Kiki Palmer looks so good in like in Nope. Yeah, she looks really good. She looks like incredible. she has a lot of personality. Yeah. They're kind of just letting her be herself. It's like if uh-huh. True Jackson VP just grew up and then also got like mature, right? Yeah. Um, but the cast and the characters, other than socks, yeah. are just utterly forgettable. Yeah. Right? The only reason I remember Buzz Lightyear is because I already know who Buzz Lightyear was. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And like again, credit to Chris Evans, who I think does like a pretty good job of like bringing the energy that they wanted, but like within the lines and how his character is like written and acts and the flaws that they give his character and, and, and things, there's just not enough there for him to do. I think actually Chris Evans was like fine in this. Like he, uh, I think he's actually pretty close to like sounding like he could be Tim Allen. Yeah. Right. Like it's, they're definitely doing like the same thing. And I think that's like really good on him, but like, it's not, it's it's just the the writing. It's all the writing. I think the writing in this movie is just, and there's a lot of potential too. Yeah. Okay. So a big storyline in this is that they kind of give you the interstellar time dilation thing, but they explain it in like five minutes. Yeah. And, and the montage. Don't forget the montage. And the montage. Okay, wait. But look, well, like, but here's the thing. I think that like there was so much potential to have like a huge Pixar moment there. Yeah. There was so much potential to talk about like all the trauma or that you would see from having everyone you know just like die. Like there's this engineer guy who like was actually kind of funny. Yeah. And he was like in one other scene as he was getting older and everyone else was, and um Lightyear was experiencing all these time dilation shit. Um and, like, he, there's one scene where you just see him, like, slowly climbing down the ladder after, like, years of doing this for him. Yeah. And 
we never see anything else with that. No, we it's really just, don't. It, there's like a lot of missed opportunities. <clears throat> it, just in like that opening too. Like I think this first act could have been amazing if they had yeah. known where to lean into. Yeah. Um, and know how to make that more of an emotional moment. Um, there was one emotional moment with um, him seeing the death of his friend. Yeah. And that was and that that was good, but I just think that you could have done a lot more because that's a lot for anyone to go through, and they just didn't talk about that. And it, yeah. that actually made me mad. Um, yeah, because like in terms of you're just spelling it out for people, you'd be like, "Wow, that's really traumatic, right?" That yeah. he's having to do that and go through these time dilations to basically see his entire community disappear with yeah, and yeah. like all because of him. Right, like all because of a mistake that he made. That he knows it's a mis- like it's a yeah, huge. He was plot. the one who stranded them on this planet, and that they need to get out of. Right. Yeah. And he, you know, is seeing them basically disappear. Yeah. But it just doesn't get that emotional weight because I don't know why. Maybe it's because of like the way it was edited or the way it was animated. I actually think it was okay, like in the editing, because it, it, they actually did, they did the Pixar thing where where mm-hmm. it was like mostly a montage of just visual storytelling which is good and like and they and they know like things to focus on decently um but it, it just never hit any emotional beats yeah and let's let's compare it to the montage that everyone's thinking of when we think it, of it's, pixar it's which up. is the one in up right yeah. that is like the some of the best like visual storytelling like wally right it's that you could see is that like three minutes <laughs> There. It's it's three minutes of actually in every single possible way I could think of perfect. Yeah, I was nine years old when I saw that. I c- was bawling. Everyone was. Everyone <laughs> was bawling. Like it is, literally. It, it's not exaggeration. It is just the definition of perfection yeah. in in film. Absolutely, is, is those three minutes. It's a definition of it. You have everything working together. At the best. And I think one of yep. the biggest con- contributions to that is the score, right? The score really, really, oh. really assists. And what's oh, funny is Michael Giacchino. Yeah, Michael Giacchino or Chino, whatever how you pronounce his name. So good. He's so good. But he did the score for this movie. What the? And I was like, I was just confused. Did he have COVID? <laughs> That's what you ask. He was like, I gotta rush to get this done because I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> he like I, they, they, it was like the week that they were gonna record everything, and he was gonna go conduct, and then yeah. he's like, "I got COVID." Yeah, I don't know. I imagine that's actually what happens. But it was just generic space score, and it and was like so bad. the score didn't really help because it was just upbeat the whole time, right? Yeah, it we, didn't really. Now that you mention it, I'm like, wow, I didn't actually notice the score once of this entire movie. Yeah, which is not a good thing, no, in my opinion. No. Um. Especially when you have these visual moments, you need to have a score that complements it, right? And, like, the score in a movie like this could have added so much. Right? You think about other space movies, right? Star Wars being the biggest one. Star Wars. Well, like, Star Wars, Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Like, actually Up. Yeah, Sorry, not not Up. Um, uh, Wally. Wally. Um, Oh, oh yeah, Wally. Wally has a really good score. Oh, yeah, it does. (laughs) It really (laughs) does. Like, um... Because it's relying mostly on visuals, and it's yeah. also like very perfect. exactly even in like the newer Star Wars movies, the score does a lot of the work, right? In, yeah. In Rogue One, and Michael Giacchino did the one for that. As Rogue well. One's a great score, right? Yeah. It's a really good score. He had to live up to John Williams, which is you know I would never want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, yeah, you, the score you just really helps you, you just steal harder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steal from the composers harder. What a, um, what a, what a meme. 
Um, anyway, but, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the scene doesn't do what it wants to do, I think, right? Because it wanted to have this big Pixar moment, but it just didn't land. Yeah, and I think, I think it's a lot of things just not working as they should. Like, they di- I think they did one thing in that scene, like, totally correct, which is they tried to keep it very dialogue light. Yeah. And every way that they could. But even like old Pixar, like they have like a message from his friend yeah. talking about how, um, uh, like, like giving her message to, to yeah. Buzz, right? And like, I think old Pixar wouldn't have even had that. No, they wouldn't have. They would have just had like him looking and it, like she wouldn't have even been talking. Yeah. Right? It just, and then she would have, like they show her grandchild in that. Yeah. And then she just comes across like yeah the screen or something like that. But I don't know. And oh, also, but this is also where we get the most controversial moment of this. Yes. Now, I don't think we have any. Uh, I don't think we have any homophobic listeners. But let's just say hypothetically, we did. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> stop. Please stop. Just please. Just there's better things to worry about. Okay. There's so much better things. to Why worry about. Why does it matter? <laughs> it there's, doesn't matter. There's, there's so much. Just go worry about russia yeah you know just spend five minutes on that yeah okay? it doesn't matter guys literally if you have to see two men kiss or two women kiss or someone does a gender transition no one cares no <laughs> one cares just let people be people okay just like just like dead ass it's not hurting you it's, it's not it's, it's not it really doesn't matter it's just come on come so on. yeah this film has one of the lowest IMDb scores. Now, I know we've been shitting on this movie a lot. Yeah. We have been. But I would say genuinely, it's n- it's not like that bad. This movie has a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Jeez. 5.2 out of 10, which is very low. I think it's the lowest score for any Pixar movie at this point. Yeah. Um, And the reason why we think at least is because of uh, audience members just shitting on it because they're homophobic because this friend of Buzz Lightyear's that dies is shown to have a girlfriend and guess what happens? Guess what happens? What happens? They show the two of them kiss. I just want to say that Halloween H2O has a (laughs) (laughs) 5.8. so bad that's you gotta be kidding me this movie's written lower than halloween h2o that's very unfortunate which is like if you didn't know a meme of a bad horror movie really bad movie (laughs) oh i wonder wait i wonder if it's if it's better than the rob zombie halloween oh no i need to check that would be a tragedy yeah like how when i'm thinking when i'm trying to find bad movies (laughs) i just go straight to horror because horror yeah, is... There's a lot of bad horror out there. Okay, the Rob Zombie Halloween. What is it at? Oh, wait. Oh, my God. You're kidding me. That's actually... It's a 6.0. No way! Jesus. Oh, that makes me This so movie sad. is so much better than the Rob Zombie Halloween. <laughs> it's so much better than both of them. Yeah, okay. It's better, <laughs> than, it's better than over half of the Halloween franchise. Yeah. Probably over two-thirds. No, I take it back. 
but better than four like, fifths yeah. of the Halloween. <laughs> Literally, Halloween one and two. I will give that, you that they're better. That's pretty much. I thought the remake was okay. Oh, actually, okay, fine. The remake's okay. Yeah, from like four years ago or something. But yeah, the, yeah. Oh my god, it was recently garbage. Oh my god, that sucks. Um, but yeah, so you know. It's all these people that are going there and are like, I don't want my kids indoctrinated into the homosexual agenda. Oh Which, guys, gay marriage was legalized like seven years ago at this point. Get over it. Get over it. No one cares. Oh, wait. You can see the amount of people, um, the amount of reviews. There's so many one stars. There's. It is a very disproportionately one star. And it's only people who are putting it, it, it like the only way that you're putting this movie at a one is if you're going, you're doing it because of bigotry. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's extremely ridiculous and it makes me really sad that people are doing things like this because yeah, it's, it's affecting the movie. Oh, well, okay. Apparently, well now I'm reading some of the reviews. I'm sorry that we're taking this standard. Um, yeah. but like, uh, there's some people who are like, Oh, it's cause Tim Allen's not in it. I'm like, I actually, you forget it pretty quickly, like yeah. that he's not in it. Um, like it didn't matter to me if I'm being honest. I didn't really care that Tim Allen wasn't in it. I and I didn't care. Yeah. One thing that I think can be put on Disney. First of all, if you're hate, hating Lightyear because of, first of all, I'm I love LGBTQ representation. Representation is really important. This in all is medias. not it though. This is like the most bare bones like representation. <laughs> This is like this is what I this type of stuff I bring up when I talk about people who think Disney is is like a um like some kind of progressive or like oh it's or like not. or they're like a democratic institute institution. No. They are they all Disney does, all they do, and it's all they've done for their entire like lifespan is they wait until the market tells them that it is profitable if you include this group in it. Yeah. And then as soon as it's profitable for them to do something, that's when they do it. That's why we didn't get Rainbow Mickey years until like 2016. Yeah. Like, they just wait for it to be profitable and then they put it in. Yeah. That's all it is. So. And yeah. So this is not, like, this is not actual representation. Having main character that is LGBTQ+, then we can talk about representation. Yeah. And if you, did you see Luca? No, I didn't. Okay. So Luca had a lot of, it wasn't like about like being gay or anything like that. Okay. But it's about accepting yourself for who you are and letting other people accept who you are, which I think had a lot of Wonderful undertones message. of like, you know, yeah. especially for kids. Oh, I yeah. think that it's really important for kids, especially now to be like, if you feel this way, that is completely okay, right? If yeah. you, like if you feel quote unquote different in that way. Yeah, it's kind of like the anti-social media. Exactly. Right, exactly. like it's really good. And that was, I, I will defend Luca. I really will. A lot of people are like, it's not that good or it's not like good. It was very cute. And I really liked the message. I really liked the message. I think it's important for kids to hear it. I think yeah. it's super important for kids to hear that message. Yeah. So I thought that despite Luca not having any gay characters in it, did a better job of like, of like, LGBTQ representation than this movie did. Well, because, because that's because that's a movie that actually it doesn't want to just have people in there. It wants to talk about like the things that are important to them. Yeah, and like yeah, and like it's, the most LGBTQ representation that's been had in any Disney media is in High School Musical: The Musical: The Series. Okay, have you seen it? Have I seen? Have you seen it? What? No, I have. I've seen both seasons. <laughs> what the fuck? 
<laughs> that movie, that, that show was a lot better than I think people give it credit for. I'm it probably honest. is. I just don't care. Well, it has two gay characters. It has actually a lot of gay characters. Uh, okay, but, but there's two people who are in the cast and there are two guys and they are dating, right? And they're actually dating in real life too. But it has two gay characters and they are like in... Like, like they, they are like um dating and that sort of thing and they have this really great scene but like and they kiss but they don't ever say the word gay in it which i think is super weird they act like it's a derogatory term of some sort of thing mm-hmm. and i'm like just do it like it's literally the antithesis not the antithesis but like them literally having the don't say gay bill but it's in their movies right yeah like they never say they're gay or something like that or i'm gay or something like that like like they never do that and i'm like why Right, just if you have two gay characters, just say it. Yeah, like if they're like if they're like because one of the characters is like you know people didn't accept me because I am who I am, but you just say because I'm gay. No, they don't. Like like they never say that. It's because I'm different. I'm like no, just say it, just say it, and they'll never do it. Yeah, right. And that's just Disney, and that's the most that they get in terms of like homosexual representation, except for Eternals. (laughs) So unfortunate. So unfortunate. So unfortunate. The yeah. movie had a lot of representation, but uh, yeah, geez, yeah, it just wasn't good, man. Ah, uh, yeah. But anyway, it, it's just the most bare bones LGBTQ representation in media, and it yeah. pisses me off. And like, like, and again, people who think that woke Disney canceled Tim Allen for being Republican, and that's why he's not in this movie. He's literally doing a Toy Story thing for Disney on Disney Plus. Yeah, like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> it, that's just, it's just like, <laughs> you know, it is. It's always the people who critique the woke police the most that start doing the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> literally, they're like, "We need to get this person out or this person yeah. out. We need to bombard them, show our public opinion, that sort of thing." Yeah, no, it's and like they're like the alt the the alt left is doing all this. The woke left, the, the socialist left is doing all this yeah, crap. And like, well, we and cancel culture, and then they're like, "Well, we need to cancel the cancel culture." It's so dumb. Yeah, it's so dumb. To our world, but yeah, yeah. overall. It really does surprise me, though, that this movie is getting the low reviews that it's getting because it's not like it's not the worst. All the people I <laughs> look at for movie reviews said this movie's OK. Yeah. They said it, it's just okay. everyone who I respect. But Every, I, yeah, I'm everyone who the and like that's the overwhelming thing from this is it's just OK. Yeah. All right. And that is being reflected in the box office here. Oh, shit. Because this movie was not the number one movie of this weekend. It was still Jurassic World Dominion. Ooh. And then number two was Lightyear, but it barely got number two over Top, over Gun. Top Gun. Wow. Um, wow. Pretty intense. I was listening to Charts with Dan. Shout out to Charts, Charts with Dan. We're not, we're not sponsored by him, but it's a really good show, guys. We're not sponsored by him, but we'd love to be. We'd love to be. If you want to work with us, please. We're big fans of your show. <laughs> <laughs> we're big fans of you in general. Um, but it's a really good show because it talks about box office and that sort of thing. But, I mean, <laughs> Toy Story, or Lightyear made like $80 million. And apparently, if you don't count, like if you count the sole three-day weekend opening being Friday, Saturday, Sunday, add the second lowest of any Pixar film. Second only to what movie? The Good Dinosaur. Not The Good Dinosaur. The Good Dinosaur beat it out. Oh, my. Oh, wait, if you're counting for inflation. Um, second worst compared to Onward, which came out at the beginning the pan- of the COVID-19 pandemic. pandemic. Oh, jeez. That is the only movie it lost to, which is jeez. really bad. Yeah. So bad. 
And they had that spot at the beginning of the Oscars and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Troy Coetzer, congrats on your award. Now, here's the new trailer for my year. (laughs) So, so yeah, this movie, as of recording, which is Thursday. How much? uh, $101 million against a $200 million budget. Which is really bad. Wait, what was its three-day? Three-day was 80. No, 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 it was way less than that. It was like... I forgot. I'm like, I was about to say, because 100, then it's at least going to break even. No, it over. was like, it was around like 50, I think. Okay. 50, 50 for Pixar is pretty terrible. It's pretty bad for a, a, this big of a movie. For this big of a movie coming out at this point in the season. Wow, it doesn't feel like that big of a no, movie. No. Okay, and I, well, it, I can tell you that it's because of multiple things. It's because Tim, people, I think that Disney fucked up with the marketing here. They fucked up that. Really bad. Because I could not tell you what this movie was. Like, yeah. what, what is it? Because it didn't, I didn't actually know what it was until three weeks ago when it was leaked that Disney basically tried to salvage it. Because they didn't put anything about this in the trailers that, oh, this was the movie that Andy saw that made him want a Buzz Lightyear action figure. Because if they had just uh, said why, that. Imagine if instead of having the credit scroll, they just like show Andy walking into a theater and sitting down like, oh, that sorry, been cool. sorry, stupid Disney things sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, I think I think it's two things. It's one, um, there were. I think the word of mouth was probably really strong. That's really strong right now because everyone's saying it's bad. When I told yeah. my mom I was seeing this movie, she was like, "I heard it was bad." I'm like, "Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just like, like okay, again, yeah." The word of mouth got out like hard against this one. Yeah. Um, pff, word. I mean, I think, and maybe that's also because something like Top Gun that had insane word of mouth, like then that people it like piques people's interest a little bit and. Well, I still think the word of mouth here is doing work like it did for Top Gun, but in the opposite direction it and is. from people who I, haven't seen the movie. I would agree. Right? Yeah. So yeah. it's people who are seeing it, like not if seeing I, it, like and being if like, we, if we didn't have this, would you have seen this? No. No, not at all. I wouldn't have seen it, right? Uh, just because it didn't, it didn't pique my interest and it didn't, nothing was bringing me. And, and that's again, goes back to word of mouth and yeah. marketing. And like, and like to like the point of like why, why people might even listen to this. Um, it's ho- it's kind of hard to recommend. I'm not gonna say it's bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. But like, it's socks pr- is fun. It's probably worth waiting until it's streaming. Yeah, worth waiting for for streaming for sure. Yeah. I would say I'd say check it out when it, you, it comes on streaming if yeah. it's free. If, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you like are babysitting kids. Yeah. You know, it's probably a pretty good thing. To it's take a great kids movie. It's a really good. Kids There's a movie. lot of fun colors. You know, <laughs> and. Socks, great. Socks, Socks is, is great, great for the whole family, but yeah. Socks is awesome in general, right? Yeah. And like if you if you were gonna watch this with a child, you would not be bored. Like you would you would be interested and the kid would probably be interested and you wouldn't have to like mm-hmm. take care of them or anything, right? Because <laughs> they would just be watching the movie. Yeah. Um but I don't think it's worth paying the ticket to go to the theater. And I was listening to charts also, and basically we're uh Dan Merle was saying that it might have been because we've had so many big releases in the last few weeks because a lot of people went to go see um, Top Gun Maverick. Then people went to go see um, Jurassic World and then people went to see Doctor Strange at some point. Right. There's been a lot of things. Elvis is coming out this week. Right. Hell yeah. Which I'm excited for. And then, you know, Nope is coming out later. This movie season's really packed and it's really condensed. Right. Mm -hmm. Thor is coming out later, so a lot of people are saving their money for that. 
maybe that's why we're in a recession, right? So a lot of people are trying to save money. People have to drive to the theater using gasoline. Gas. <laughs> and all because of that damn Joe Biden that we had. <laughs> that was a joke. It's not because of him. Please stop saying that. I don't like Joe Biden as much as the next guy, but it's because I'm like ultra left, right? That's facts. But, but <laughs> here's the thing. I'm actually not a fan of Joe Biden just because I'm a big fan of bicycles. <sighs> and that guy, he just disrespects everything. Disrespects I, all the every, bikes, Everything I love by not saying <laughs> by not staying upright on a bicycle. Man. <laughs> yeah. He's crazy. But this movie's really not doing well. It's really not doing well. And <sighs> almost to my surprise at, at this point, I didn't think it was going to bomb this hard. I didn't think it was going to do that bad now, but like, I don't know. I, I get it. I would make it back at I, least. The word of mouth is pretty strong. <laughs> it, pretty strong it really against, is. So, yeah. It really is. Anyway, but we're going to go into a big question, which is, we've touched on a little bit, but going more in depth, why did this movie feel so damn generic? Why did it? I just, I think one of the hallmarks of Pixar is always that they're willing to do really high concept things in a very down to earth way. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, I think that is like the hallmark of Pixar, really. Because um, something like the original Toy Story, like Up, Inside Out, Inside Out, right? Those are, I mean, Inside Out is, is a great I think it's the best comparison, example, right? All right. Like, it is the most high concept you could possibly do. Yeah. It is so insanely. High concept for a children's movie, right? But it's the way that they write the characters and the interactions and um, the personality types um, and even like the way that they animate them. And the voice acting. And the vo- yeah, the voice acting. Like you get Amy Poehler in there. Mindy Kaling. Louis Black. Yeah. Like just and Phyllis Smith, right? Yeah, yeah. Phyllis Smith. Like wonderful all across the board. Um and just making it feel like so real, so down to earth in how they write the people. And that's what allows them to do these insane things and then lead to these incredible moments of, of emotion. This is just the opposite of everything that, yeah. that I've come to know about Pixar, which is it is so safe. It is so unwilling to take a risk. It is, it is so low concept. Yeah. Like... It, We're coming it, off yeah. two of probably the, I mean, besides Luca, because I think Luca was kind of like not, it wasn't super safe, but it, like was pretty safe. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like Turning Red was one of the most ambitious projects that I think they put out. And then Soul. And then Soul, which M- is amazing. the highest concept, I think, other than like Inside other Out. Other than Inside Out. Other I think that out. Soul and Inside Out are the two highest concept films they've ever put out. Yeah. Right. And that was super high concept. And Turning Red was so risky. Mm-hmm. For them to put out, in my opinion, because it was set in a weird time period. It t- tackled some kind of taboo subjects and that sort of thing. And we're coming up with those two. And then they do this one, which is like just it's, one of the most B-tier generic movies I've seen, period. They're like, if I had to tell some, if you had to tell someone like, why should you go, like, why should anyone go see this movie? The only thing you can say is Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. That's and the, the animation. And right? the animation. Those, those are the only things. Otherwise, I got nothing. And, like, the animation is something that, like, a, most people take for granted at this yes. point. Right? Like, so you've just got Buzz Lightyear. So you're relying yeah. entirely on Buzz Lightyear. And he doesn't even get to be the Buzz Lightyear that we love, which is, like, the fish-out-of-water Buzz Lightyear, yeah, right? Like, the star, like, Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, <laughs> Status Report. 
Yeah. I'm looking for Star Command. You, Who, we didn't even get Star <laughs> Command in this movie. <laughs> you are a sad, strange <laughs> Like We don't get that. Like all of the things that you actually love about Buzzy Lightyear from the Toy Story franchise aren't in this. No. They're, they don't get to be in this. Um, because he's just playing Buzz Lightyear like the boring character. If Buzz Lightyear wasn't like being made fun of for being that serious, he'd be so boring. Yeah. And that's kind of how it is. Yeah. Um, they didn't like adapt the character to anything new. They just no. took like the generic template that they had and they didn't do anything with it. Yeah. And it's so annoying. And it's really, really frustrating because the other thing that I feel like we didn't talk about is that the villain in this movie is so boring and yeah. stupid it's really stupid it's although really there was boring. the moment where they reference back to the i am your father <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from toy yeah. story 2 which is pretty funny yeah but uh, but how did yeah. like i feel like the zerg that we got for two minutes in toy story 2 was more intimidating was somehow. way more intimidating and was way more interesting than yeah anything, i agree than anything we got in this movie where he was the main villain well like oh god like the zerg that we got from the original like Toy Story 2 was just like a meme. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a meme and like, imagine if they made this Zerg like semi-funny in any yeah. way, like gave him some other personality trait Yeah. instead of like, you know, the entire plot. Like yeah. is, I mean, I can't say I, I was kind of hoping that he was just like fully a generic Zerg. I actually yeah. think that would have Because that would have played in. And one other thing that I've seen from people in terms of criticism is that this movie was supposed to take place in 1995, right? Mm -hmm. This doesn't feel like a movie that came out in 1995. No, 1995 was much crazier. It was much crazier. I feel like if they had leaned into that direction, it would have given it Imagine if you gave me, like, Buzz Lightyear, but all mashed in with the movie Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, if they did that, I probably would have liked this a lot more because it would have been, like... Well, obviously, they can't do everything in Independence Day because it's a kid's movie. Well, no, but they, day, but, but they can't have Buzz Lightyear punch Zerg in the face and then say, welcome to Earth. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? He could have done that. And it like, could have been really cool and like, they could have uh, been a play because that would have been fun for the kids, right? Because, again, they pretty didn't, colors. Right? And they didn't experience the 90s. No, they didn't. It would have been funny, right? Like, it, it could have been cool. And then for the parents, it could have been fun because they'd be like, I remember when I saw 90s movies. This I, felt like a 90s movie. I remember when I thought those jeans were cool. Yeah. <laughs> like right? could have done like anything. And they could have yeah. done that. And they did that a little bit with Turning Red, right? Where they played into the, the two, like, like the early two, 2000s. The like, like the Tamagotchi thing. Yeah, the yeah. Tamagotchi and the boy bands. And, yeah, you know, it was great. All that sort of thing, right? It helped. So if they had played into the fact that this came out in the 90s, then it could have been a lot better, right? Because it could have been a lot more creative. But it just felt like a space movie that came out last year. Yeah. Which no, is I mean, it, is. it feels like a space movie that would have been revolutionary in 1970. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, right. um, yeah. But it ain't 1970 anymore. Star Wars already came out seven times. So, Shit. so yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Star Wars came out three good times. Yeah, you're right. It did. <laughs> so hey, hey. Okay, four. The Last Jedi on, uh, by itself. Super good movie. I think it's great. It's and good. honestly, I know I'm going to get shit. Revenge of the Sith is okay. I think it has a lot of meme lines. We're going to move on yeah. to <laughs> the next movie. <laughs> the next movie. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the other, we did watch the original Toy Story for this oh. week as well, which was 
Kind of a throwback. Frickin I haven't seen this movie in a while. I haven't seen it in a while. I watched it so much as a kid, though. I watched it a lot as a kid, I watched, too. like, I've seen this movie at least 10 times. It wasn't the Pixar movie I watched the most as a kid. I watched Monsters, Inc. probably the most as a kid. Yeah, that one's up there for me, but I yeah. think I watched I think I think watched Toy Story pretty close. Yeah. Um, also, because, um, God, like, this, for some reason, my Toy Story VHS is the, is it was the VHS that had, like, for some reason had the ad that said, we're going to Disney World. <laughs> oh, like from the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, what it are you going to do now? I'm, I'm going, going to, to Disney this, World. <laughs> oh, I'm going to Disney World. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like it's, like it actually had that ad in my VHS and I was like, Look, I want them to do that again so, so bad. Like, have Patrick Mahomes be like, Patrick Mahomes, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> I want to see that so Oh, my God. Bad. It'd be, like, I think at this point, like, the nostalgia factor. The nostalgia's coming all out over the movies, but nowhere in the uh, in the ads anymore. Yeah. And I hate that. But, I hate um, it. Like, if Tom Brady was like, I'm going to Disney World after every <laughs> Super Bowl. That I'm going got. to Disney World. Will they let me take my steroids? <laughs> Um, shout out to Tom Brady, I guess. Shout Not out really. to Tom Brady and his chemist. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> and his supplier. Uh, um, no, uh, but uh, yeah. No. And then I also had Hunt Back in Notre Dame uh, trailer, which I love that movie. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. But this movie has a lot of nostalgia for us. Yeah. Like, like for sure, because we're definitely in that generation that grew up in the early 2000s, right? And so we yeah. saw this a lot growing up and that sort of thing. And... and it's like it was I think like even our parents could recognize like oh, how good of a movie this was yeah. too right like because yeah. this movie was probably on repeat for them along with a lot of the other Pixar ones because the thing that's again amazing about Pixar is that they make movies for all ages truly mm -hmm. like everyone can enjoy their movies even as an adult mm -hmm. I'll just give an example right I think for like <laughs> Sonic like Sonic 2 which came out that movie is very much for kids and Sonic fans, you I guess. don't say. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that is definitely for kids. And if an adult went to see that movie and wasn't a Sonic fan, they would be like, Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I'm going to be on my phone or something like that, right? Yeah. It's just a trip for the kids and that's it. Pixar movies are usually not like that, right? Toy Story was the first of many. Now, the Toy Story films in general for me, I think if you don't count Lightyear, because I don't count Lightyear, all of them are absolutely incredible. Every They're one of them. really, really... Ah, uh, uh, four. I rewatched four recently. I rewatched four recently. Okay. And I think it's amazing still. Okay. It's absolutely amazing. The way that they wrap up the characters and everything, and it's one of the most emotionally raw films besides... I think Toy Story 3 is more emotionally raw. But... but it really is in terms of like uh, looking at Woody's character and that sort of thing. Because it feels like the animators almost are saying goodbye to Woody in that way. I, have you given it a rewatch recently? No. You should. But that is still the most unnecessary movie, I think. If you have that, Of all time. If you the have The most that, unnecessary movie. I think if you have that opinion, you're going into it thinking that it's unnecessary. You're right. So just take that out of your mind and Fine. appreciate it for what it is. I'll have to give it a rewatch. I'm telling you, it's it's very, very, very good. The only character I like is Forky. 
who Voorhees has an existential goated. crisis. You're right. And it's, <laughs> it's so funny. And is played by, what's his name, from uh, Arrested Development, and I love him so oh, much. Buster? Buster from Arrested Development. <laughs> God, he's so... Tony Hale, I love Tony him. Tony Hale is so funny. He's so funny. He was in Being the Ricardos. It's so weird. Oh, <laughs> See him in Tony that? Hale. No, Tony Hale is... Oh, he's so funny. He's, at, he's also really funny in Veep. You should watch Veep. Um, but no, yeah. Woody like has a storyline right you needed to see his conclusion because at the end of the day it wasn't andy that was the main character of toy story it was woody and seeing the way that his journey ended and also like i i just okay, think that i got okay I, I gotta give toy story 4 a rewatch i'm telling you do it i rewatch it and i cried but <laughs> but toy story 1 is <sighs> toy story 1 is maybe the least emotionally like overall impactful of mm. the, the the trilogy yeah don't care if it's a quadrilogy it will be a trilogy um <laughs> uh, it's probably the most the least emotionally impactful because like i mean two gave us one of the early early pixar like montages, montages yeah. that like that like kills you emotionally um with the freaking sarah mclaughlin oh my song. god Sarah McLaughlin, why does she always make the saddest fucking songs? Like this song and then In the Arms of the Angels the are like the, the saddest freaking songs you've so ever sad. heard. No, but like Toy Story 2 had that and then obviously Toy Story 3. Oh my God. Toy Story 3. Wrecks everyone. Not only do I cry every time I see the movie, I'm like sobbing <laughs> i'm sobbing so hard it's it's so you know what i did oh that was a bad mistake what like very very little bit before i went to college i watched you, toy story 3 you did and i was just i was bawling wow. for like an hour <laughs> i'm not gonna lie Ugh. it was right before i left for college that's that's you know what you're doing. There. I know. I know what I was getting into. I'm like, I feel like I need to do this. And then I did it. And I was just like <laughs> crying in the pillow. I, I went through a whole box of Kleenex. It was oh really my bad. God. Oh my God. Um, and Toy Story 3, to put it out there, is my favorite Pixar. I think it's my favorite Pixar movie. Yeah. I, I just, it's very subjective what your favorite Pixar movie is. But for me, that's what it is. So. Um. Toy Story 1, though, which is what we're talking about yeah. today. Toy Story 1, it is so, in so many ways, it is everything Pixar has ever stood for. Yeah. Which is it innovative, arguably the most innovative Pixar movie ever. Yes. Um, Which is kind of easy to say, but like, yeah. it's like the same way of saying that, well, arguably Snow White is the most innovative Disney movie. Yeah. But like, Anyway, arguably the most innovative um, Pixar movie. It is, the story is genius. Yeah. Genius. The idea that like, what do your toys do when you're not there? Because everyone thought about that. Everyone did. Everyone did. It was in the back of everyone's mind. But like, them doing this in the way that they did is just so damn smart. And it pisses you off because it's just that good. And the other thing is, is I feel like, it also had a cultural impact on kids. Yes. Right? Because everyone thought about it maybe pre-Toy Story. Like, huh, I wonder what would happen if my toys were alive. But when I was a kid, I thought legitimately because of Toy Story, oh my God. I thought my toys did come to life when I was not in the room. Mm. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because of Toy Story. That's what I thought. Jeez. 
Yeah. And the fact that I'm not the only one that thinks that. No. I know I'm not the only one that thinks that. No, I mean, I, I did it all the time where I like, I would like run up. I would like stop playing with my toys. I'd put them back in like their spots and then I'd go up my stairs and then I would sneak downstairs mm-hmm. and then turn the corner and be like, oh, okay. One thing <laughs> I would do is if the sun was too bright on one of my toys, I would move it into the shade yeah. because I would be like, well, I don't want it to. I don't no, it, but like that's the thing. Yeah. Like it genuinely, I think I, after seeing Toy Story, I think I actually like played with my toys better. Yeah. You know, right? because you, you like, treated them like people because no, you kind of, you kind did. of did. And like, and, but like, I just, I played with them better both in that way. And that like, I like actually was like trying to have like more fun. I think maybe yeah. even with my toys than just like throw them at different parts of my walls. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that a movie is able to do that, to have real Nuts. world Nuts. impacts Insane. on the way that you lead your life. Yeah. Very clearly as a child, is insanely, insanely impressive. It, it's like Toy Story is, it's like, it is high, again, perfect Pixar because it is actually so high concept, yet so, so accessible, simple and accessible to yeah. everyone. It is, it's like one of the most perfect story concepts ever devised. Yes. Like absolutely insane. And, and it gives them an out in their animation. Because mm-hmm. like early 3D stuff, like you watch A Bug's Life and it's like this too. Everything looks like super plasticky. Yes. Because they hadn't figured out really how to texture 3D animation, I guess, yet. Um, so everything looks super plasticky. And, to, and in Toy Story, that works really, really in their favor. Yeah. Right? Because toys and plastic are everywhere in this movie, obviously. That's what they are. They're literally made of plastic half the time. That so. that being said, when you look at the things that aren't toys, sometimes they suck. Yeah, but also it's hard to it's hard to discount this movie. This movie came out in nineteen ninety five. That's true. Nineteen ninety five is when this movie came out. And not only that, but the budget for this movie was really small. It was $30 million. <laughs> Which is nothing because it was a really small team that made Jeez. this movie. I mean, it's Pixar. mostly John Lasseter. Yeah, <laughs> but. right? But you also have Pixar legends like Pete Docter that worked on this movie, right? Yeah. And you have uh, John Ratzenberger, right? Which is an ev- who is in uh, every Pixar movie, right? Yeah. But you have these people, but it was a really small team because they didn't believe in the movie. They were like, yeah, no one's going to see computer animated because this was at the time when what were the films that were doing well? It was Lion King, Little Mermaid, the, Beauty and it, the Beast, all yeah. hand-drawn stuff. This is like Disney Renaissance era where Disney literally could not miss a, a single beat. Exactly. Like they hadn't, they haven't actually missed a beat since 1989. Like they released what I think is the best Disney movie um, during that time, which yeah. is Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would agree. They had a lot at that time, which was amazing too. Um, right? Amazing, yeah. Um, and so you're able to create this film that everyone was at the time rooting against. If we're being completely everyone honest. from the studio side, yeah, general public, they, they didn't give a the shit. General public loved it, right? Oh yeah. But everyone on the studio side was like, "This is never going to work." Well, no like, going to see computer animation. And you've also got to think that a large portion of that budget had had to go to the lead actors too. Tom Hanks and you got, Allen, right? You got Tom Hanks, which is, who for like movie actors, um, this is like right before Forrest Gump. I, no, this is after Forrest after Gump. Forrest this Gump. is post Forrest Gump, yeah. So like, Tom Hanks, like, w- probably on the, t- like at the top of his game at the time. You get Tom Hanks. So, that's insane, right? Um, and then you get Tim Allen, who was in one of like, um, the star of one of the largest, um, uh, 
Uh, no, well, yes, <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, one of the the largest uh, TV sitcoms, um, oh, Home yeah, Improvement yeah. at the yeah, time. Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah. and also like the lead in the Santa Claus, which did super well at the box. Like yeah. they get two really really well known actors together to for yeah, who who's to play the leads. Which again is just intelligent to spend a bunch of your budget on that. You're gonna make movie. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you're gonna make money if on your movie if you do that. Exactly, um, because you just have the star power behind it. And it's not like these two leads were just star power because they're amazing. They're absolutely incredible in this movie. They're we don't need to tell you how good they are because you know how good they are. You can hear the lines in your head. Like yeah. and when I think of and this is one thing I think is really good, is Tom Hanks is a very distinct actor. He's a very, very, very famous actor, right? Yeah. When I hear him in Toy Story though, I don't hear Tom Hanks as much as I hear Woody. Yeah. You know? He said it. Um, he said that it hurts to do the voice for this movie because he's so like yelling, const- like so high pitched, like the entire time. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. There's actually there's a really good story that I told on like the Graham Norton um show where he said that uh he was like in an elevator in like the UK and um like a mom walked into the elevator. She was like, "It's Tom Hanks," and then she's like telling her kid that, "Look, look, it's it's Woody." And then the kid's like, "That's not Woody." <laughs> and then he's like, "Close your eyes." it's so weird for yeah Yeah. but yeah um but they're so good and they're so good together their chemistry is so funny it's so funny and so great and they actually and like the emotional beats work really really well yeah um right and like that's buzz has his existential crisis right and that sort of thing every like everything this movie wants you to feel it it, that it works it really does by the way this movie makes me scared of toolboxes running into me (laughs) because woody gets hit with the toolbox like three times yeah he does (laughs) it's really funny actually i also think the one of the craziest scenes which i was actually legitimately scared when i was a kid of when the toys attack the cannibal toys yeah oh yeah when the toys attack at that point, and then also when they attack Sid. Oh, when they attack Sid, it's terrifying. It's so scary. It's terrifying. Okay, it's but also like great direction. Yeah. It's you, great direction. Okay, here's the thing. The third act of this movie feels so much bigger than the third act of Lightyear. Yeah. <laughs> like so much bigger. Because it is so much better storytelling. Yeah. It's insanely good storytelling. Where like despite in concept, this, right? Despite in concept, like it's just like having a higher concept and then like lo- like less plot, very simple plot. It's 20 minutes shorter. Yeah. It's literally hour 25. Hour tw- it is one of the quickest watches ever. <laughs> like it's such it's a such a perfect perfect animated movie. It's so so good. And you know that's that's paid off, right? People really know how much this movie has affected storytelling yeah. period yeah not even just an animation but no kids movies in general no it's it like they're doing something that had n- that's i think the most impressive thing about the movie right they're doing an animation style that had never been done for a f- feature-length um film up to that point yeah never and they went that hard on everything else yeah. the animation is really good but it's i i don't even i don't think it's the best part of the movie yeah, I think it's I think it's incredible for its time, obviously. But yeah. like the best part of the movie is the writing and and the and like and the, characters the characters and direction. and direction and the actors and like all the this, this is the, everything. <laughs> the side cast is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like all of them are so 
And there's Freaking so great. many quotable lines in the movie. Oh right? my god! To infinity and beyond. We all know that. Well, I'm yep. not. Uh, Buzz, you're flying. It's yeah. called fall. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm falling with style, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the crane, right? You are a sad, strange little man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so many just amazing lines in the movie that we could all quote. And I'm not saying quotable lines is like the end all be all of a movie, but it, it does show how memorable it is, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just from the many rewatches that I've had. But this also spawned a franchise that is, I think, in my opinion, if you're talking about the franchise as a whole, like, oh, Toy Story 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah. I think it's the best franchise ever. I don't think. I think I might have to agree. I don't think, I, think like I, might, I don't think there's anything that's more consistent. Even Star Wars is like Star Wars has some ep- shit, man. Episode six is like eh. it's okay. I mean it's fine. Episode six, not- like compared to four and five, yeah. Oh, it, it's not even close. No, nah, yeah. I mean, like if it was if Star Wars like four and five well, okay. It's not the best trilogy of all time. Why? Because Lord of the Rings exists. Yeah, you're right. Lord of the Rings does exist. But the, the Hobbit also exists. And so like Okay, but we don't come on. <laughs> Come on, Lightyear exists now, so yeah, I don't think that counts though. Oh, the Hobbit does. <laughs> Come the on, Hobbit has the same characters. No, it's not. It, it has is. a few of the same characters, but Frodo is dead. You're right. As in, he's not born yet. You're right. That is how that works. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not born yet, you're dead. We're all dead before born. So thank you. Right. Um, wow. No, but like, no, Lord of the Rings is the greatest trilogy of all time. Fine. I think Toy Story is still. Because like, well, that's because Lord of the Rings isn't a trilogy; it's one story, and it's yeah, just like broken yeah, up in little, little up. bits. Also, Lord of the Rings is really long. Hey, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the best shortest trilogy. Yeah, you're right. I'll give you that. Great, awesome. But yeah, yeah it, it it's just so we it's, can't say enough good things. There's a reason why it has been preserved in the National Film Registry. Yeah, um, there's a reason for it, and it's a really good reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, like, imagine if, like, we showed aliens this movie and then they're like, wow, they have whole sentient, like, little other things. That they <laughs> but, huh. like, but, like, this, I mean, this actually tells a lot about, like, humanity in general, too. And yeah. it's, like, there's so many different ways to look at this movie. And they're all probably, like, touching on something. Yeah. Which is just, like, a hallmark of truly perfect, like, filmmaking. Especially perfect filmmaking for... For children. Yeah. You know. And if you had said that this is the greatest kids movie of all time, I, I couldn't disagree with you with that. That's, that's pretty big. Maybe. Maybe, I, I, actually. I mean, if you would... I can't disagree with you if you say that this is the best kids movie of all See, time. See, like, like, I think this is a movie that actually does work insanely well for both kids and adults. Yeah. Like, better than almost any other Pixar movie I can think of. Yeah. Right? Like... I actually, I think that like Cars is much more tailored towards kids. Um, something like Up is much more for adults, actually. Um, Wally is way more for adults. Wally is definitely for adults. Like it's in themes of environmentalism mm-hmm. and um, super like silent, lots of references to like the 60s Hello Dolly. Yeah, um, I think Toy Story 3 is definitely much more for teenagers. Toy Story 3 is like for the people that grew up with the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this movie, I think, is the perfect thing 
of what we mean when we talk about made for kids and adults. Because even someone like Shrek, which is usually a movie that, that people, people think, think of about. the best kids and adults movie, right? Yeah. Like, that, I think, is much, is even, like, skews much more towards, like, 10 or something. Yeah. Like, 10 to 13 is probably, like, the perfect age for that. Yeah. And, and then, also like, for the humor, I feel like it much more is for the humor. Yeah. Being for adults. And yeah, like I mean, the, <laughs> yeah. He walks up to Farquaad's castle and he says, is he compensating for <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, I had no clue what no that idea. meant. <laughs> I found out that Shrek was my favorite movie that my dad took us to see when we were kids. Like, he went back multiple times to see Shrek with us. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. I mean, that's... I mean... That's again, like that's like the hit, like that's exactly what we mean by mm-hmm. like made for kids and adults. But like, again, that one, like the adults, will have a lot to chew on there. This movie, there's like some adult lines in this that are really, really funny. Yeah, that like will go yeah, right over the head, kids. and it's mostly coming from Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like True. He, he exists for the adults. It's really funny. Um, but, but also uh, the story, right? The story is uh, like very like adult, even though it's like involved kids. Um, like a lot of like themes of like friendship and like how to like overcome differences with people and yeah, dealing with change, dealing with change, um, like and and jealousy and it, it's like they're pr- very like universal themes that like and in like this high concept. Um, yeah. So like it's such. It's such an excellent movie for again, anyone, truly anyone. Um, yeah, just, we don't have to tell you how good Toy Story is. We but don't. We've been. If doing you it. haven't seen it in a while, yeah, give it a rewatch because it's really hard to. F- it's really easy to forget. That's facts. How if you if you haven't seen it in a while, is. like if you put it on, I guarantee you you will not be disappointed. Yep. There's it's really really you forget all the little things that make that movie so special, especially. This is one thing I'd recommend. There's, I know there's a decent amount of people who are in this camp. If maybe you weren't super into films when you were going through school or something like that, and you recently, like maybe in the last three or four years, got really, really into like films and filmmaking and like that sort and like sure. that sort of thing, g- give Toy Story a rewatch because you'll notice a lot more things that you didn't notice maybe when you saw it, even when you were in high school. It's like. <laughs> Like I said, it's a movie that you can break down in so many different ways and think about in so many. If you want to look at Toy Story as the most high concept thing in the world, um, that'd be a really boring ass way to watch it. But like, but you could, but like you could, and it would work because it's it's that well made of a movie. One thing I will shit on again is the animation. While revolutionary, they hadn't quite figured out. Oh no, they haven't. How like. Especially like hu- like human characters should look and dogs. That dog, the dog does not look. The good, dog man. looks really bad, actually. Yeah, and like the movement of the dog is just like so strange. But I give them the I give them the benefit of the doubt because again, this we had a thirty million dollar budget. I know, and they were not I, very good at the I time. And also, know. what computers were they working on in ninety five? <laughs> I don't know. Like I know, like me saying that I feel like I could animate the dog better in After Effects. Sure, you at can. At least but I it's have. 2022. A- it's 2022, <laughs> and I have After Effects. Yeah, <laughs> they it basically invented the program. Yeah. So, so I can't really give them too much shit. It's kind of no, like how you can't give the first Star Wars movie too much shit yeah. about the lightsabers looking garbage because <laughs> no one believed in the project and they got no money. Yes. Yeah, and fair. so when you watch Empire Strikes Back, it looks like way better, right? Yeah. It's the fact that they did it. 
you know? Yeah. And Toy Story could have looked a lot worse. Yeah, it could have. Like, think about it like this. Toy Story, in my opinion, looks better than Shrek. And Shrek came out six years later. Mm. I think it looks better, personally. Because it leans into the plastic, maybe. I think it's because it leans into the plastic that it's better. But, like, as far as, like, motion, actually. Yeah. Like, things, like, in motion. <laughs> Um, and people and like walk cycles and and mm-hmm. and things like that and like flight of like that like the dragon and the donkey's fur. There's a lot of like little details that like they had just aged up significantly yeah. within six years. Um, so I'll give that one to Shrek. Um, yeah, and I I also think I, that Pixar. I, it's easier to see how bad the animation is in terms of age with a Bug's Life a lot more. Yeah, because that movie I think objectively looks bad now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, we have our big question for this one, which is um, what modern animation movie has had more of an impact or like is more quintessential if there is one. Right. Or which ones come close. Modern animation movie. Nothing after. I don't think nothing after. Yeah, I think before I think like right like. The only things I think, the only one movie that I think is close is Lion King. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's the only thing that's close. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to look at popularity in terms of popularity, which I know you don't like to do. Fine. But I think Frozen also can be put yeah. in conversation. Yeah. Frozen Frozen is a, it, it has had more of an impact purely from a marketing standpoint, I think. God, dude. The amount of merchandising they did with that fucking franchise is insane they merchandised everything as a as a <laughs> joke gift two years ago on my birthday i got a gag frozen coloring book <laughs> like it's still circulating and like they're gonna do a third movie bro like i yeah. wouldn't sp- just want to say me. quickly about frozen uh i rewatched frozen in one of the uh like where the like you have a live symphony play the score mm-hmm. which if you've never done that those are very cheap to go to, I found out. Like, they're they're a lot less expensive than you would think. And 20 bucks? Yeah, around 20, 20 25 bucks. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I mean, I need to more do than a normal I'll, movie ticket, I would only want to do that with Harry Potter, but... <laughs> they're doing, they do it with Harry Potter in Quad Cities, at least. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we can go to that if you want. But, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, that that's really fun. And I went to it, and, you know, you really get reminded that Frozen is a really, really... It has some really, really great songs... I mean, I think it got overplayed. I think that's why we all got sick of it. Uh, but it really has some amazing songs that are all in the first 30 minutes of the movie. Yep. And then the story yep. is just not very good. <laughs> I think it's really generic. <laughs> uh, um, The only runner-up I can think for something past it. Uh, no, there's two. There's two. I think it's just yeah. Wally and Up. Wally and Up, yeah. Just I, mainly for the first you know, 20 minutes of up, right? And that sort of thing. I, well, okay. I give up more credit than just the first 10 minutes. That being said, it has the best animated 10 minutes in all of like cinematic, like (laughs) cinematic history. Um, Like, and that's undeniable. Um, It has the first, some of the best first 10 minutes of any movie. Any movie, maybe ever. (laughs) Like, not animated, just any movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a reason why it was nominated for best picture. Like, it deserved it. I and like, but like, up. If you look at the whole thing, it is. 
like like the Ellie button at the I end. Know. It's cute, and I cried. come on. I yeah. cry throughout that movie. That I just think the villain so is a good. little bit. Yeah, eh. yeah. Like it's the reverse of syndrome. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I uh, get it. But like, but, and I think Russell is kind of annoying at times, right? And Kevin is kind of annoying at times too. Fair enough. I don't know. Fine, yeah. But but then there's the dog. I know the dog. dog is fun. No, 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 no. No, the the villain dog who like is this like super intimidating looking pit bull and he has a squeaky voice. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's so good. Yeah. Uh no, and then Wally is like all the visual way. Visual poetry. <laughs> Again, yeah, visual poetry, just amazing movie. But and really, really mature. But there's nothing there's for animated movies, there's nothing that is the last movie to change animation as much as that was probably actually Snow White. Yeah. Like, it invented an entirely new style of animation that is now the most, the dominant style of animation. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. And that's, but, that's just how history works, right? But let's, but let's like, again, let's not forget, Pixar invented this style of animation. And, and everyone's is, doing it. And like, and everyone's doing it, but, what are they most known for? It's still their stories. Yeah. Their animation is like so good that we do just take it for, and it's still better than like Disney generally. Yeah. But like, we take it for granted now. We take it. We just remember the stories. We so just much. remember because how much effort they put in their story. It's like, like what's the number one thing you remember from Toy Story 3? Oh my God. Um, when, that they're all like gripping each other's hands as they're like going into the fire. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then at the end when Andy gives and then at, yeah. all of his toys away which kills Ugh. me every Ugh. time you watch it. Yeah, and he plays with them one last yeah. time and it's just like it's it so, kills you. It's so It's fantastic. Yeah. It's really truly fantastic. So, but that, that's what you don't remember. You don't remember the amazing animation usually of that last scene where they're trying they're about to go into the fire and the way that they animated Lotso's fur to be all like dirty and that sort of thing. And and you don't remember that, but you take it for granted, right? Because they're the ones who pioneered the genre. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So this has been our jacking off pick, Pixar section. Yes, it has. <laughs> um. And now to our favorite new segment. Overrated, overrated or underrated? That's crazy. New segment. Slow on. You know, new segments are a little overrated. They are. So no. overrated. <laughs> that's our topic. That's our that's yeah, our topic. We're done. That's our show. <laughs> uh, okay, no, we okay. do have one. Okay, Keshav. I get to ask this bitch to you. <laughs> overrated or underrated? Disney. Not Disney Pixar. Disney. Disney. All right, guys. Don't I'm going to say rated. I'm not going to say overrated. Oh, I thought you were about to say underrated. No, I'm not going to say underrated. I'm not saying underrated. Disney rules the box office right now. I can't say underrated when literally they make all of the money, but not this year yet. They're not the dominant studio at the box office. Which is fucking Paramount insane. is, which, which is crazy. Is nuts. But I think that they are the perfect <sighs> amount of rated. I think it's easy to I, I think it's easy to take for granted what Disney has done for us. And look, okay, I'm not proud of it. I'm really not proud of it. I'm but just I, shaking my head, by the way. <laughs> I have nothing I'm, but disdain. I would consider myself to be a Disney adult. And it's purely oh. for nostalgia. 
It's like you are the internet's most hated person. I know. Everyone hates me, man. I hated <laughs> every popular movie. I hated Little Women. People hated... I don't hate Little Women. Okay. I don't hate that movie. <laughs> oh I don't God. hate that movie. Everyone thinks I hate that movie because I don't... It wasn't one of my favorite movies of that year. Everyone's like, how do you not like... I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't okay, read look. the book. Okay, look. Okay. Okay. It's... It's... I just... Come on. Disney's overrated. Disney... No. Disney, Disney create, creates Marvel. The most overrated franchise ever. Ever. I'm sorry. It is the most overrated franchise. I think people hate on Marvel a lot. There's a lot of things you could hate Marvel for. There's a lot of things you can hate Marvel for. Don't get me wrong. I think that it is the epitome of cookie cutter formulas. Yes. And uh, so is all of put, Disney put except it, for Pixar. No. Yeah. What are you talking okay, about? St- I, but people blame Marvel more for this. And I think they do blame Star Wars more for this. Okay. I think that Star Wars is more egregious for me than what Marvel's doing because Star Wars is just riding on the fact that they're Star Wars at this point and putting bad That is true. Out. That is true. Except I, for The Mandalorian. I watched two episodes of the new Kenobi show and then had to stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I think that that's exactly what Star Wars is doing and I think that is not great. Right. And that is a Disney product, I believe. I know. I know. But especially I hear this with Marvel a lot. The fact that the MCU exists as a whole, like the fact that that exists, if you had asked people 15 years ago, do you think this would work? They would be like, hell no. No, it's bullshit. That I, would never I, work. No, it's amazing. Okay. Disney, I think, is actually underrated in one aspect, which is their ability to make money. Yeah. <laughs> I think we take for granted how, how, good, they are. how good they are at making money. They're pretty fucking good at making I know. boatloads of money because their algorithms, unlike like freaking Netflix, seem to make sense for like creating something that's a quality product. Yeah. That's just good enough that it makes enough, that makes a lot of money for them. Yeah. Okay. That is what they excel at. You're they right. excel at making things good enough. So they excel at capitalism. They, ex- they thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is what Disney is. Disney is the best capitalist in all of Hollywood. Okay. But here's the thing is that it's super like some of my most memorable moments in the theater for me are from Marvel movies. Sure. They, they really are. They really are. The fact that like what happened at the end of Infinity War, what happened in Endgame when Thor gets Mjolnir or when, when Captain America gets Mjolnir and that sort of thing. All of that is from Disney and the fact that people, a lot of the time, especially I saw this when Endgame came out, when people were like, the MCU is trash, it's not good filmmaking, it's a theme park, all this sort of thing. Yeah, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, like Martin Scorsese, he said that, right? But a lot of people, a lot of film people, and just people in general, adopted that mindset that Marvel sucks. And here's the thing. I know that there's a lot of bad Marvel movies out there. Half of them are not great, okay? Sure. I would completely agree with you there. I would completely agree with you there. But it's the epitome for me when people do that of hating something because it's popular. Okay? And and that's the thing that I get I, really mad about is okay. because it's easy to hate on something that's popular. It's so easy to do that. Sure. I used to do that. Right? Yeah. But it's not edgy for you to say that to just shit on something that is objectively amazing the fact that it happened. Right? I Look, I do think it's amazing that it happened. Again, what I give Disney praise for is knowing how to make these movies in ways that like keep people coming back, like give you everything you you're like you want, like 
they're they just they make really freaking fun movies mm-hmm. that bring people into the box office. Are that is like that is what it is. But he, here's what I don't why I like ne- will never praise them as like movies, right? I'll praise them as like I will again, I will praise them as like knowing their audience and how to get people in the theater. That's amazing. But but as like movies, they do nothing to actually artistically push anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. The only thing that they have done better is like as far as filmmaking, um, is that they've done the best out of anything is like knowing how to give like fan service the right way. Yeah. Right. Like that's what they do best. Even like visual effects, they do not do the best. Yeah, I would agree. Right? Like Dune, better, much yeah, better effects. I would agree. But here's the thing. First of all, I know we're discounting Disney Pixar in this. We are. Yes. But we're including the other subsidiaries, which I think is kind of cherry picking. It is cherry picking. Which I think is bullshit. Fine. So if you're going to say that they're not pushing artistic medium and then we just jacked off Pixar for like 30 minutes. Yeah, okay, fine. It's stupid. Fine. Number one. In- including Pixar. They, they are, are pushing artistic they are, media. They are pushing. They really are. <laughs> they are pushing. No, they are, they push the for. I will say that Disney is totally rated for animate for anything animated. Yeah, like anything animated actually. That Disney is right where it's supposed to be. And then everything else. There is another movie out. that everyone and I know I've said that I've said on the podcast before that I love this movie a lot. I think it's the most underrated movie that's been really popular, and that's Enchanted. I think oh, yeah. Enchanted is actually incredible. Not only is it one of the best Disney movies I've seen, I would unironically say it's in my top 10 favorite movies. Enchanted. I think that movie is so good and people do not give it the credit that it needs because that movie was so innovative. It was so innovative. The fact that you're dropping a princess in the real world and seeing how she was and it wasn't cringe. Do you know how easy that movie? If that movie came out today, okay. it would have been so cringe. Okay, it's okay, okay, okay. I know you love this movie. I love it so, but much. it is kind of just a fish out of water movie. So is pick. So is Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like, there's plenty of like fish out of water movies that like, but like the Toy Story is like, Toy Story is a higher concept than Enchanted. It, it's I like higher Enchanted. concept. I like, I like Enchanted, but also it's a different type of movie because it's a musical as well. Yeah, to do a musical in the real world and be self-aware yeah, okay. in that way, and not only that, but I wrote an, I wrote an essay about this movie. Okay, yeah, oh, I know the music is so self-aware. It's Alan Menken at his best. Yeah, right because you have the most generic Disney princess song at the beginning of the movie, <sighs> and then you use street performance. To make a huge musical number that would be in any other movie, like I just can't wait to be king, right? It's reminiscent of that. Yet he's using instrumentation that you would see on the street, mm. and the way that it's constructed, okay, 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 is so 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 innovative. And so, again, people don't remember that movie. Number one, I think no one has seen it in a really long. It came out at a point when Disney was making a lot of shit movies, to be fair, okay? Yeah. Because Home on the Range came out and Brother Bear came out and all those movies that were not very good. What is your problem with a score by Phil Collins? <laughs> I'm sorry. Tarzan was okay. Okay, oh, thing we forgot to say about Toy Story? Freaking, you got oh, f- Randy Newman. Randy Newman's music oh. in that movie. Oh my God, is so, so good. good. Anyway, so good. sorry. Anyway, back to this. But yeah, I mean, that movie is so Fine. good. Fine. Fine. It's so good. 
I will rate Disney as rated as long yeah, as no yeah, one yeah. is saying that Disney is makes the best movies ever of all time. Oh, that's I don't think that's true. As, Again, I think it's easy to discount what Disney has done. And don't get me wrong. I know Disney is problematic in all sorts of ways, but the film industry itself is problematic in so many ways. Where did so many of our film techniques that we use today come from? It came Song from a little movie. South. Not called Song of the South. <laughs> Every filmmaking technique that we use today came from a little movie by the racist himself, D.W. Griffith. Spike Lee. <laughs> it came from D.W. Griffith. Black Klansman. Yeah, it came from that movie. They came out in 2018, right? That's what it came from. Yeah, it came, yeah, it I came know. from Birth of a Nation. That, that is where we get a lot of techniques. I know. It's from a racist named D.W. Griffith. I know. Okay. I Everyone know. has dirty laundry in their past. Okay. And I'm not defending it, but it's about acknowledging it and growing from it. Yeah. Hey, the Lion King uh, steals from Triumph of the Will. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And that movie takes place in Africa. So, you know, <laughs> not great. That's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, but let's yeah. let's use actual not Nazi propaganda to make the hyenas. What, a, what a good idea. What a great idea, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah Disney... I, I don't think everything they do is gold. I don't think that. I think a lot of what they do is pretty bad. Frozen 2 was a waste of my time and an obvious cash grab. A lot. Any, right? I mean, half the shit on Disney Plus is fucking awful. Oh, yeah. A lot of their shows have been just not good. Yeah. WandaVision I enjoyed. As we said, their representation in media is abhorrent. Uh, it's just abhorrent. so bad. It's, it's really disgusting the way that they use it. Um, mm -hmm. It's just like... Rele like releasing Black Panther, their first like superhero movie, mm -hmm. like in in Black History Month because they know that it's gonna be like a hot topic. Yeah. It's just like so bald faced, and I hate it. Yeah, yeah, and and they really need to work on that in that sort of way. But we didn't even get to the theme parks and stuff, which I think is also again people its own take its own like problems and own problems. But also again, I think people do take that for granted as well. They're anyway. really great theme parks. Anyway, um. Well, that, that's our that's our thing. Sorry about my Disney rant, but I hate it when people. One of my biggest peeves is hating things because they're popular. Because I used to be like that, and sometimes I'm guilty. I yeah. am guilty, yeah. but <laughs> I mean, not on this one. I feel like I have a little bit. I'll agree with you that it's rated, but I still feel like Disney doesn't take enough shit. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. When it what it's the I, but it also does take a lot of shit because it's the number one studio ever in terms of money. In terms of money, they are right. Yeah. And I will shit on Disney so much. Like, a lot of people hate me because I hate the first Doctor Strange movie. I think that movie is one of the worst Marvel movies. And one of my least favorite movies to come out, period. Mm. Like, if I'm just talking about personal opinion, just because of how cookie-cutter that movie is. It's the most cookie-cutter movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Doctor yeah. Strange 2, though. Great. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. We're seeing Elvis next week. So Fuck yes. Get ready for that.